This is the Main Attraction Podcast. Now here are your hosts, Justin Strong and Ryan Nelson. Welcome to the Main Attraction Podcast, where we discuss the biggest television shows and movies in the entertainment industry. I'm your host, Justin Strawn. Joining me each week is the other host of the show. Give him a big yeehaw to my fellow co-host, Ryan Nelson. Justin, if you were ever in some place and Autumn and Billy start making out, run like hell. Get in a different room, because the, the, nobody wants to be in the room when that's going on. Let me wow. that much right now. The kissing that we're doing. <laughs> Oh my! Is that it was slobbering it on was, each other more than kissing well, than anything yes. else? My goodness, yeah. So, uh, if you have been listening to the podcast since we started a few months ago, thank you for continuing to listen and making us a part of your day. If you're new to the show, we hope you enjoyed it as we talk about Amazon's newest show, episodes seven and eight of Outer Range, the final two episodes of the first season. If you are new or a regular and would like more access. To to the show, visit our Patreon page and become a patron of the Main Attraction Podcast. Go to patreon.com slash the Main Attraction Podcast and you can get Patreon-only content. You can support us at a $3, $5, 10 or $20 level. When you join up, we'll shout you out here on the show. If you can't be a patron, you can help the show out by rating us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star rating, and if you have time, write us a review over there on Apple. If you do write us a review, we'll read it on air next time we record. Haven't had any recently, but we will always take any that you are so willing to provide. It does help the uh, show out a lot. So uh, if you ever get a chance to do that, we would really, really appreciate it. And I was going to mention we've picked up subscribers. Thank you, Outer Range. Yes, we have. We have picked up quite a few. We, this show, we are very, very thankful for it for that very reason. So, All right, so let's go ahead and get into it. We're talking about Outer Range. It's the final two episodes of Season 1. All right, so we both have been effusive in our praise for the show. Where are you just general, generally after watching Episodes 7 and 8 of Season 1? So i got to give Josh Brolin credit. He told us that 7 and 8 don't back down and they get wild. And yes, he, he did. He delivered. And he did. He did. Now, I'm going to be honest, though. One of the things that we have been talking about when we've been discussing the show is, you know, we haven't been frustrated by the fact they keep opening up all these cans of worms throughout the course of the episode. I'm starting to get there. I'll go ahead and tell you that much right now. I'm kind of getting to the point where I'm a little bit frustrated. Uh, and we'll get into it in just a little bit, but just kind of give you an idea. Uh, look, I still like the show. I still I loved the episodes, but there are some frustrations with this because you're going to hear me talk about this show a lot. It's reminded me a lot of some of the... I guess it's, it's not that I'm so much worried or frustrated about where it currently is. I'm just more worried about where it's going to go because... I see it doing a lot of the things that Lost did wrong. Look, I love Lost. There's a reason why it is our second highest rating it can get. Uh, that's, you know, it's a good thing. But there's also a reason why it's not the top rating is because there were some issues with Lost just because they kept, what they kept doing in that show is they kept opening up all these mysteries, all these mysteries, all these mysteries, and they barely gave you any answers. And by the time we got to the end, it was out of control. Uh, and that was kind of the issue I had had with Lost. And I think it's the issue that most everybody had with Lost. I'm afraid we're going down that road with without a range because I expected there to be. I didn't expect there to be an answer to everything because I look. I thought it was great that they made this decision to go for and to assist, treat this show like they were going to get a second season, even though they didn't know that they, even though they don't know that they are, that didn't know that they were when they went into it. I thought that was a great decision, but. I expect to have at least a little bit more than what we've gotten, if that makes any sense. It does, but I, I still didn't have the same issues because if you look at which other shows we thought were Game of Thrones, you're looking at um, 
Severance, and Yellow Jackets, right. they did the same thing of still having some open-ended questions and adding to yeah. it at the end. See, I didn't have that problem. To me, like, the big reveals of this one were like, you know, come to find out, uh, Josh Brolin Royal is old as AF. You know? Yes, yes. Yeah, so we, I didn't see that one coming <laughs> at all. All right, so here's, let me, I guess, uh, let me start with where my frustration is. It's go, coming with the void. Uh, the void is where most of my frustration is starting. There's a few other things that are starting to frustrate me, but the void is my biggest frustration because there does not seem to be any established rules about this thing. Okay. And I'm having an issue with that at this point because, and the big Josh Brolin reveal, which I thought was great that we learned that he's based that, let's see, it was 1886. He was eight years old when he went into, into the void, yeah. right? So that means he was born in 1878. And so, uh, but it took him from, when he fell into the void in 1886, it took him to 1968. That's that right? right, yeah. So that's 82 years in the future. So when he goes into it in 1886, he jumps ahead 82 years. When he throws a body into it, it goes ahead like four days. When he sticks his hand into it, he goes, so this is what I'm, I'm struggling with because I don't see any rules with this and I don't know how this thing works. And it seems like Roland's character, Royal, knows something about it because when his son jumps into it, which we're going to talk about a little bit later on, but when his son jumps into him, he says, no, it's not that. Okay, well, tell us what it is. <laughs> because, and I guess that, and that also takes me back to the very beginning of this, of this show, and it's, which kind of... I felt like we were being lied to when he sees that void. It looks very much like this is the first time he's ever seen it. Uh, like when he sticks his hand into there, it's like he's surprised that it's taking him to the future. Or he's getting this vision of the future. I'm like, yeah. you should know that if you, if you jumped into it, you should know it messes with time. So you shouldn't be surprised by this. So that, this is where my frustration is coming with the void. It's reminding me of the mist monster and lost because oh. the mist monster and lost yeah. drove me crazy. Okay. I totally understand. Like when you were mentioning loss at first, I was like, well, I kind of understand. But when you mentioned the void, I totally get what you're saying with loss. Because like you said, it seemed like there were new rules all the time. Right. For the big, all for the, the time. Big mysteries. And then, you know, come to find out you know, they're, they're just in, uh, you know, some weird space or whatever. So yeah. I, I see what you're saying. <laughs> the, the, Maybe they're in the multiverse, yeah. like the next thing show we'll talk well, about. <laughs> That would have been much better. Uh, yeah, it would have been. <laughs> so, but I, I see what you're saying with that. But, okay, so let's get back to the first, when you mentioned that he acted like he had never seen it before. Could there have been, I'm going to assume Royal's about 60, the way they're portraying him. Yeah, and he, him and Will uh, Patton are supposed to be about the same. All right, let's actually, let's, let's figure it out real quick. Okay, so he was eight years old in 1986, and he jumped ahead to 1968. So he's eight years old in 68, uh, that means now he would be, let's see, 58, he would be 62. Yeah, so, so that yeah, makes sense. And, and Will Patton looks like he, he's probably a little older than that, but he he looks like he could be 62. Right. So uh, could it have, he may not have seen it in, you know, 52 years? Yeah, and that's possible. That, that his, his, or 54 years. He could be just shocked to see it again. Yeah, that could be, and I guess, but I guess, like I said, the reason why I didn't like it, 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 it hurt my remembrance of that episode, that that scene, that episode was because it felt like they were purposely trying to make us feel seem like he hadn't ever yeah. seen it, and 
and I guess, you know, you, the, the other argument would be, well, you know, maybe he just doesn't remember it that well. If you jumped ahead 82 <laughs> years into the future, you're going to remember that. I don't care how old you I, are. I would agree with you. I, I would agree with you uh, on that. But you make a good point with the rules thing. It does make the show better once you kind of find the rules. Because I think we talked about with this severance, too. The rules. Yes, yeah. we did. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. like, yeah, knowing knowing about that. I get that. And and this is the issue. We talked about this with Severance as well, that season two is such a big chance that, you know, you've, yeah. you've hit this. This is people. People think this is weird, but they like it and they enjoy it. Yeah, this exactly. This is where you can screw up in season, yeah, in, it is. In season two. So that's where... Uh, Westworld, perfect example of where you can, mm-hmm. you know, well, season one of Westworld was weird, but I was like, I still get this. This is cool. And then season two just got extremely weird and it got, you know, worse as it, you know. Right, it did. so, but I'm, I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt. Cause I really enjoyed this. And, and, and uh, let, me, let me go ahead and say this. I, I am too, but my, I'm, I'm worried no. uh, if that makes any sense. You, it, it worries me because I just, I think based off of the article, because you sent me an article that, uh, I don't remember where it was from, but the that rap. they interviewed the rap, okay, thank you, where they interviewed the creator of this show, and it seems like he does have a plan, but I just don't see it they right now. They all say that. J.J. Abrams and Darren Linda Loff uh, from Law said that. <laughs> you know what else? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a guess on what made you feel this way as well. We watched Moon Knight. Okay, well, why is that? Why do because you that? the confusion with that as well. You well, didn't know true. All the full rules. You didn't know what was going on with that story. This is a weird time to watch both of these in the same week. That's true. That is, that, that is a good point. I will say this. I I've just I think I understood Moon Knight pretty well, though, just because I'd read the yeah. comic and I had something to pull from. So that made that a little bit easier. So I wasn't always that confused by what was going on in Moon Knight. Oh, uh, I guess too. Well, yeah, doc, now Doctor Strange. Another we'll, one. We talk about you know, that. We don't know the rules and stuff. So, yeah, to, to, we'll, we'll definitely talk about that, that is, one. It's a weird time to watch all three of these when they're creating. Yeah. When they're creating all these different, like, hey, you can do this and this and this, like, right. Now, I have one other issue with the void, uh, and there's a. It's a communicate. It's like a. Well, I guess it can have communication, but. Uh, messaging really about the void because throughout the course of the entire season we get the messaging that this is a void that it's a hole and basically we find out i guess in the episode i can't remember if it was in seven or eight when luke was going digging i think it was eight yeah i was eight uh when he's going digging my because uh, i actually started to think that this thing was sentient that it actually that this hole in this void because when it closes in on after Perry jumps in, I was beginning to think, okay, this thing is sentient. It was looking for Perry. Once it got Perry, it closed up. So, so this actually is like some kind of a being or something about it. It has its own utility. And I'm so that's what I'm trying to think. And then when I see Luke digging these huge massive holes, I'm like, Luke, that doesn't work this way. Right. And it comes to find out, oh, yeah, it actually yeah. does. This is And the creator is calling it a mineral in this interview that he gave and I can see that now that he says that, but the way they've been messaging it throughout the course of the show that they're not messaging it as a mineral. Yeah. yeah and yeah. so th- it makes more sense with, I read him when I read that interview by him and I don't think they've messaged that very well in the show. And that's, that's an, like I said, it makes more sense. I'm not quite as disturbed by that, uh, by that revelation that it is a mineral because 
or him digging it and actually finding it because we we've learned that it's a mineral. It's it's actually something that you can dig up, which is it's just weird. <laughs> but I'm I can I'm okay with that. But like I said, they I think they should have messaged that better in the show. I, I agree with you because you know when you're watching the show, it makes it feel like it's almost been in the same spot the whole time. Yeah, it because, does. Like mm-hmm. Wayne knew exactly where it was, or right. and somewhat uh, you know an idea. Yeah, and that and that the whole idea of it being a mineral actually makes more sense mm-hmm. with that scene where he's talking to the person who found that rock. Yes, earlier I don't was it episode five yeah, that that happened. That sounds or five. I four. Th- it was. It was. I think it was yeah. four. I think it was. Still, it it yeah. doesn't matter. <laughs> but, but like when that makes more sense because he knows that that's something that it's it's like oil that he can find it and if he finds a, a, a reserve of it he can go and dig it up and then, like I said that all part of it all makes much more sense but I didn't have a first clue about all of that coming together till after I read that. Uh, article you sent me like an hour ago yeah. so well, so like i said it just makes a big difference when you message something well, it's also how did joy sheriff joy find what she found yeah that's another that well, i'm going to get into that a little bit later on so like i said these are where my frustrations were uh there's some other small tiny frustrations but the biggest one is with the void yeah. and that's where i that's where I've, I've been struggling with ever since i saw episode seven and eight because they like I said, there doesn't seem to be any rhyme or reason to, to how it spits people out or what it spits people out. And so that's what that's been my biggest struggle over the last few episodes. Because I thought they would have that a little bit more established by the time we got to the end of the first season. And not completely established, but I thought there would be at least something we could say, okay, well, at least we know this about it. And now that I've read that article, we now know it's a mineral. So that does help some. But like I said, I don't think they messaged it well in the show. Yeah, I can, I can, I can definitely, definitely buy that. And it's... You know, it's, I, I don't know, some, for some reason, uh, I kind of just turn off suspension of disbelief and just go with it on this show, particularly, right. I don't know why, because there's a lot of them that really frustrate me on, you know, right. some of that type stuff. But for some reason, right. um, like I said, you know, we've mentioned before, they were giving us crumbles that I was like, all right, they're giving mm-hmm. us something. But, right, but like are. I said, I can understand that not the not knowing the rules of what this thing is and being concerned about moving forward. Right. That, like I said, that's, those are my, those are my biggest things about it. Like I said, don't get me wrong. I still enjoyed this, the show. I still enjoyed the performances in this, these episodes. I still enjoyed solid or superb. Yeah, they really were. But like I said, it's, I was getting, like I said, it's not that I didn't enjoy it, but that frustration that we've been talking about that I had really avoided up until these two episodes, it started to creep in, uh, towards the end so yeah all right uh I, I go ahead say one more thing on this i think if this show didn't have the actors in it and i'm talking about top to bottom yes uh because this was a hard show to do the awards for because the main cast the tillersons the mm-hmm. abbots sheriff joy uh autumn incredible top they nailed the yeah. casting on every one of them uh yeah they really did if that if this had been if this had been some, you know, Netflix put together show where they just put some random actors together, this show may have been terrible. But the, yeah, I could see but that. But the fact that every character and every actor is so strong, I think that also helps me. And I think Amazon, like I said, we, when we start first started covering the show on our podcast, you know, I've mentioned that this is Netflix is really trying to get back. Not Netflix. Amazon is really trying to get back into. The, as a serious contender in the streaming wars, because they kind of lost a lot of ground. They hadn't really had a whole lot of shows that people were talking out about really 
except for the boys in the last few years. That's Miss been Maisel. about it. Yeah, Miss Basil. But they, that was on a pretty decent hiatus. Wasn't yeah, it? it's finally back. But it was like, like you said, it was Miss Maisel and the boys are the only thing they've had. Yeah, so that I, they seem to really want to try to get back in and be a series contender. Uh, and this is like the third show that they're going with it. It's one of them not so successful. The Wheel of Time, it, it didn't go over just real well. Reacher went yeah, over real Reacher well. Reacher was a hit. And this show, I think, is is capitalizing on some of the success that Reacher had, and I think it's it's pushing it forward as well. well so Part of their problem is they've had some shows, like Jack Ryan was good. Uh, yeah, Jack Ryan's real good. I haven't seen it in, what, four years? They take <laughs> long breaks. I also liked Hunters, that show that, uh, that. Al Pacino was in. Okay, uh, I It was that like one. they were hunting um, Nazis. And um, it, it was it was a graphic novel or something. It was really good, and okay. it was supposed to come back, and it's been several years. So they take they yeah. take the boys is the only one that's really come back consistently. Yeah, and they're supposed to come back again yeah. in the summer. So I mean, it's it, they they're doing really good of keeping it up, but the rest of them yeah. like they have a good hit, and like hey, we'll give it five yeah, years, right. <laughs> we'll revisit it. So uh, just interesting way to do it. All right, let's go ahead and start kind of going through this a little bit. Episode 7 and Episode 8, we get two different reveals, and they play such a huge part in these, in basically just in trying to do what, in trying to do what they didn't do with me, and basically not letting you get frustrated, because that's the one thing when you're doing a show like this, you have to give a certain number, you have to give a certain amount of information to the viewer whenever you start to open up all these mystery boxes you still got to give them a little bit and we get the big reveal about royal and the big reveal about royal we've already talked about is the fact that he is not a man of this time he is like we said we figured out he's 62 but he was actually born in the 1800s the late 1800s he goes into the void because of the guilt that he feels for accidentally killing his father outside of just the whole Outside of just the whole, you know, he's a man from the 1800s. What did you think about this arc they're putting for him where he's basically responsible, accidentally, obviously, but he's accidentally responsible for killing his father and the way he's dealt with that grief is to jump into the to the void. That, that was very interesting. So when they first started showing that scene, my wife, who is a lot smarter than me, said, he looks, that looks like the 1800s. <laughs> yeah, because I, I was noticing that too. I was like, "This doesn't look like our time." And then when they got to the to the shot of his daughter, uh, to his uh, sister and his mother, it's like, "Oh, it's definitely not this well, time." I thought. Well, I said, "Well, didn't they say he was in some weird cult or something?" So I was like, "Maybe they were just some weird religious fanatics that cause there are right. stale people that dress like that." So I was like, "You know, maybe." And then yeah, I was I was absolutely shocked. When, when he jumped in and we got to see the same scene that, uh, that, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Wayne had seen, you know, earlier. Right. So yeah, man, that was one I did not see coming. And I was like, Whoa, that like, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, I was too. It's, it's interesting the way that they've done this and we get this big reveal. Uh, this goes on. We're kind of, I'm skipping kind of the end of episode seven. I want to come back and get some of this other stuff, but we also, when he's revealing this, the reason he's revealing this to him is because autumn has revealed to Perry that Royal obviously knows quite a bit more than he is letting on. He's, he's more, but we don't know what she says. Yeah. And like I said, these are the, this is the information I'm okay with you kind of just still leaving us in the dark on. 
I don't know what she knows. She obviously knows something, right. but we don't know what it is that she knows. We don't know what it is that she tells Perry, but Perry and, Vo- and Royal go out to the void. Royal reveals this information about himself, about his past, and when he does, Perry basically sees it as an opportunity for him to start over, and then he jumps into the, to the void. And that's when we get one of those inconsistent things. Okay, so why did it close when Perry jumped into it? Because I, I, that I don't yeah. understand. Because there's been stuff going into this thing. Why is it? Why is it going in? Why is it closing up? Yeah, at this I was point? I was you know confused about that, but I, I like the fact that especially these last few episodes we've seen uh, Autumn be the puppet master of especially yes with Perry, she has been especially with Perry mm-hmm. how she's how she's working them. Oh, I had one more thing. My wife and I were discussing this. We actually paused it and we're like, wait a second, are Royal and Cecilia from the same family? Is yeah, I know. That's what I was starting to think too. I'm glad you mentioned that because, like, That's... I would assume that he was on the same piece of yeah. land, and therefore they she would like be ancestors and like because they've said that land has been right. in their, their family for. I don't. I was trying to remember how long they said it had been in his family. I don't remember, and so I was just wondering. Yeah, are are they like distant, distant? relatives of each other because if that's the case it's kind of weird i was like so uh, yeah think i want to i want to text the creators how about you address this early <laughs> and the, uh, uh, you know they may go down that road with it i don't, I don't know uh, that would be something uh it would be yeah. so that was weird but uh i do like uh autumn you know knowing knowing that and uh just pushing perry's buttons but you know we do know earlier she told perry that I forgot, how did she say it about his wife? Like, her journey may not be over or something. Yeah, something like that. I don't remember exactly what the words were, but basically, uh, we don't, I can't remember what she said, but it's on something along those lines that, that she, she's not... Nothing a, a, ever a, ends or something like that. Nothing ever ends, yeah, or something like that. Or, that's also a line from Watchmen, so maybe we're confusing our shows. <laughs> confusing, yeah. But uh, it makes me wonder if she didn't tell him, hey, if you jump in the void, you know... You may be able to, uh, to to find your wife. Oh, I I, I think that, I definitely think that she told yeah. him because she wants the yeah, land. That's what and she saying. knows that if he goes and if he does it, yeah, mention about the bail. All right, so basically the episode opens up. It opens up with Perry has confessed. We we end up we ended episode six with Perry confessing to the murder of Trevor. They arrest him, and we're basically getting like the the bail hearing is what we're getting at at the opening of this of episode seven, and the bail is set at five hundred thousand dollars. Obviously, they don't have that, so they use their 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 land as uh, I don't know what you call it, but as collateral, isn't it? The collateral, yes, thank you. The collateral for the bond, and they make a very good they make a point of uh, the person who takes the, the county clerk or whoever it is that takes that takes the bond. She says if they make a point of making sure that we hear her say that if he doesn't show up on whatever date it is, that this bond will be forfeit and the collateral used for it will also be forfeit. So that means they're going to lose their land if he doesn't show up. So, and Autumn has made it very clear she wants that land. And I, so I firmly believe that whenever they had that discussion between Perry and Autumn, even though we don't know what it is, she did all that she could to make sure that he went into that void so that he wouldn't be there for her ba- for his bail hearing because yeah. now it's going to go up for auction. Yeah, and you know, I, I just it just hit me about this. One of the reasons Perry listens so much to Autumn is because the rest of his family doesn't talk to family him. Family does not. We right. saw multiple scenes where Royal, Rhett, 
and Cecilia just ignored him when he mm-hmm. tried to discuss how he was feeling because, uh, you know, uh, they, they don't discuss feelings, which we kind of saw their Catholic family. Spoiler, we're all like that. <laughs> Catholic families. <laughs> so, you know, they don't. And, like, Perry finds someone who listens to him. Uh, and, and so we see what happens. He ends up shopping yeah. in a void. Yeah, it, 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 he jumps into the void because he's basically being played yeah. completely by by Autumn. Yeah. I mean, Autumn is is toying with him exactly the way that she wants to, and she's getting him to do exactly what she needs to meet her purposes, her goals, whatever her end, those end goals might be. I'm not sure about at this point, but she's she's doing a masterful job should, of it. With so Barry. should we have the conversation now? Does Autumn know that's her dad? I don't think she does because she she wanders up onto the onto the Avent Ranch and I truly don't think she's lying when she says she doesn't really have memories about a certain time period or after yeah. since she was like a young child. I don't remember what that what it was when she first when we first yeah. met her in episode she, she one. She felt connected but doesn't know why. I think it's what she said. Yeah. So, like I said, I don't. So, I don't think she's completely aware. Cause I don't, and maybe, she, maybe she is. Maybe she, she hates royal because of something that happened to her when she was a child. I, I don't know because I mean she she despises royal yeah. uh, in this. Uh, but that could also be because of the way he treated her once uh, he tried to kill her. But because I guess the, is that when that started? Because it seemed like she. I don't know. It did seem like she had that hatred for him when she first got there. That only started after he sent her on that, that you know, that terrifying four wheeler ride. So I, I don't really know what her feelings are towards Royal. I mean, she is probably outside of the void. She's probably the biggest mystery of the yeah. show, and she continues to be, even though we still know that right. now that we know that she's Amy, she's still a huge mystery. Well, she threw Royal into the void, right? So I mean. I'm assuming at some point she went into a void somewhere. Did she lose her memory when she, whenever she went into a void? Yeah, no, no, I know. I don't know. Like I said, and I'm okay. Like I said, I'm okay with her because she's a person and she's obviously has medication that she say, needs. So, yeah. so there's, there's that whole part aspect of her story going on right now is that she doesn't have the medicine that, that she needs and it's affecting her behavior in very, chaotic and possibly disastrous ways but i mean the last thing i want to see the last person i want to see have a gun was was autumn and she had quite a, yes. a cache of guns and i don't remember if it was, i guess it's episode seven yeah. that that she pulled those well, guns she out also so. went to the pawn shop to buy them yeah and she went to the pawn shop to buy them yeah. so like i said it, her her story is by far outside of the void is probably the most interesting and it's probably the most compelling because we don't really know what all is going on with her. We don't know how much of it is in her head. We obviously know something has happened to her and she has to have something to do with the void because she's, I don't know how old she is in this show, but she's obviously at least, you know, 10 to 15 years older than, than her younger self that's wandering around in the Abbott household. So, yeah. and then also, you know, she has this trust fund. She actually talked right. to her mother. Now, I, I yeah. have a hard time believing uh, Rebecca is the wife's, the mom, Perry's wife's, right? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah. got a hard mm-hmm. time believing Rebecca would let her come there since she hated living right. there. And she knows the issues. Right. So it makes you wonder. There's got to be some story about maybe something happens to her. She ends up getting adopted or something. I mean, there's no telling. That, that's a big mystery right. in season two. But I'm kind of with you. 
I'm 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 fine with her and like with they have an excuse with the medication. Right. Uh, there's one issue. There's one part of the story that I I've not liked outside of, of the, the whole rules thing with the void, and that is the basically for the last four episodes of this show, Wayne Tillerson has been non-existent because uh, and i don't look i love wayne look he's obviously a a terrible person don't get me wrong but watching uh will Patton perform this character was such a joy and he's been basically a lifeless vegetable for the most part for the past four episodes and that is a decision i don't like i'm i'm hoping they figure out a way to get him back in this because, like I said, I loved watching him go. I mean, he, he was fun I to watch. Too. And he, they have even that they've taken him out. Even that brief moment, he woke up when 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 mm-hmm. uh, uh, Luke was trying to kill him. You know, right. and like he he just the look on his face and the way he was saying, I was like, I'm with you. We miss some Wayne. We miss some yeah. crazy Wayne. Yeah, we need more of it. Yeah. Now let's talk about the other crazy person in that family. That's Billy. Yeah, because Billy is <laughs> he. He has been a just absolute. He's just been absolute fun yes, to watch. He has. Uh, what's the guy? Noah Reed. Noah Reed. That's the person who plays him. He is. If he's not going to, if he doesn't capitalize off of his performance, it appears that this is his only season. Uh, but if he doesn't capitalize off this, I'll be shocked because he has been something. Yeah, I mean, just the weirdness, and not to mention showing off his singing. You know, I loved him singing that mm-hmm. Vanessa Williams song, Saving the Best for Last. Just out of nowhere, breaks into that. Yes, at the bank. out of nowhere. You, yeah, that was something. Yeah, he's showing off <laughs> his, his singing range. As, now, I will say, I assumed he was dead, too, because we saw him shooting. But I, I would, let's be careful, because in a weird show like this, we didn't see his dead body. So always remember that. That's true. In, in any true. show, you got to see the dead body. You do have to see the dead but body. But I will say, it did uh, look like his brains were being blown onto the right. windshield. But. Well, what I just love about Billy is, you know, you know, when we first see Royal interacting with the Void back in episode one, he sticks his hand into it. When uh, we see anybody interacting with it, you know, he, like, just gets on them. Billy eats it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, that is such a Billy thing to do in this show. No, I'm not going to just rub it on my hands or something. I'm just going to, like, pour it in my belly, yeah. and let's just see what happens. You know, there's a, another uh, weird thing with him. When he was telling Luke, please don't kill uh, Wayne, and that I love mm-hmm. you, you can have, he got so close to his brother's face, like they were about to kiss. Yes, he did. And, and yeah, like, I know. He kept, he kept moving in, like closer. I, know, I was closer. like, what? "What are you doing, man?" Uh, yeah. Look, I love my brother, but I would not no, want to be that close absolutely. to him. Never, <laughs> never. I have two of them. So, I wouldn't get close to either of them. But yeah, I know. Was, I wouldn't get that close to them under any circumstances. And, then the, and so. then the scene where he took Royal to the roller skating ring, like mm-hmm. it was weird because he even tells he kind of warns royal hey she's you know autumn's coming after amy (laughs) right well what's now what's interesting about that uh, because the line that he used is something bad is about to happen to your granddaughter that was so like uh, because because what happens was that at the end of episode seven or was that episode seven Okay, so that's towards the end of episode seven or middle of episode seven, somewhere somewhere in there. So for the rest of the two episodes, you're kind of on high alert about watching Amy. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen to Amy? What's going to happen to Amy? And then you realize when 
Autumn gets run over by the buffalo, which we'll talk about. Uh, when she gets run over by the buffalo and she's, you know, hanging on for dear life, and he realizes, oh, she is Amy. That's like, oh, that's what he meant. Yeah. And I don't know how he knew that, but maybe it's when he ingested, he actually saw something. That's what I was and maybe he now knows. So, like I said, I don't know what all Billy knows yeah. or what he knew or if he is actually dead, but he seems to be letting on more than. Then he then he's he's kind of following basically in the footsteps of his savior who is Autumn yeah. and just you know letting us know that he knows a little bit more than he actually does but not actually telling us what he actually yeah. and knows. let's give Noah Reed's more credit when he ate that ate the the minerals and then passed mm-hmm. out the del, or the delightful look on his face. Oh when yeah, he was dreaming. <laughs> you know, it's just like I mean, just a smile, just a I weird mean, smile. It's like he was getting high. Oh, was, was, yeah. I mean, it's like the second time we've seen that yeah. with him, even though he didn't actually ingest any drugs. So we do. The one good thing about this about that scene with Royal is we finally got the silly goose yes, scene we did. from, from <laughs> the trailers. <laughs> we finally got it, so that was nice. Uh, but yeah, Billy's just—he is odd. Autumn is odd. So it's obviously makes perfect sense that they are that they're getting together. And you referenced the kiss when we got on on air. That I don't know what you call that, but it wasn't a kiss. Yes. And I love they did <laughs> I mean, it multiple times. Oh uh, yeah, they did. I mean, you like like I said, you don't want to be in the room when 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 they're getting their kiss on. Well, I actually I mean, read an article, uh, an interview with Imogen Poots, and she said that was the best scene that her and Noah Reed they kept putting different stuff in their mouth to try to make that. <laughs> and she said it took them forever and they just laughed the whole time and they tried well, to good. make it more awkward every time. And, and they succeeded. They did a good job of it. Yes, they did. My goodness. I was just like, cause I'm like, okay, well, I must realize they're about to kiss. Like, okay, so there's a relationship. And I was like, Oh, they're doing something just beyond kissing. And I don't really know what, yeah. what to call it. Yeah. So. It was also nice to read in the same article that, uh, uh, Tom Pelfrey, Noah Reed, Imogen, uh, Lewis Pullman, they, they all were, sounds like they hung out quite a bit and they were all buddies outside. That's good. So I was like, that's cool that they all hang out. Yeah, it is. Uh, so like I said, this is what we've been getting throughout the course of episode seven. One thing, uh, another th- issue that I had, I don't understand, Luke is starting to become, I- I'm having a hard time figuring out Luke. Yeah. Like, I don't know why he tried to kill his dad. I mean... Even after that article you sent me, because they talk about that, but they really don't say what motivated him to try to kill his dad. That that never made sense to me. I, I never understood what he was doing when he did that. Like, I mean, if he doesn't want the land to go to Billy, which that makes sense, tr- killing him when the only copy of the will that says the land is going to Billy isn't going to get you the land. Right. So I, I don't understand what his motivation was for killing me. I mean, was he just mad about that? Yeah, I was thinking that I, I was thinking too, and I'm trying to think of some examples, but it always feels like a lot of shows like this, there's a guy that's cocky and just does dumb stuff. And that you hate as a character. And for some reason, and he, Luke and is Luke playing, playing that, playing role, that right role right now. And I, I was trying, I know in the first season of Lost, there was the brother and sister and the guy who ends up dying. Ian Summerhalter is the, characters like oh, the yeah, guy's yeah, name. Yeah, I don't, he kind of played yeah. a character like Luke that right. like and uh I'm trying to remember some but there was there always a lot of times there's a character like this that's like I said mm-hmm. that's just just so 
easy to hate with a punchable face. And, and yes. he just does dumb stuff that you're like, why are you doing this? You're going against what everybody else is trying to figure out. Right. And I, I think you may be right about that because a lot of what he has done does not has not made sense. I mean, and so I'll be interested to see if they ever explain it. Because right now, I, I don't really get where they're going with, with, with his character. So like I said, I'm hoping that they'll make it make more sense. So. Another example of this character in Westworld, the first two seasons, the friend of the man in black. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember, I'm, he was really mm-hmm. cocky. He would do stupid stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember. Yeah, this is mm-hmm. he, he's he's this Luke is playing that part. Yeah, he, I, I think you're right about that because, like I so said, there's the, his character isn't making a whole lot of sense to me. At least the, the decisions yeah. that he's making. So, all right, so that kind of takes us into episode eight. When after Perry jumps into the into the void, Royal's hatred for Autumn just finds new yes, levels at yes. this point he, because he, he's blaming he's blaming Perry jumping into that hole. On on autumn when he should be blaming himself right. is really what it, what it boils down to, but he's blaming blaming autumn so he wants to kill her more than anything else in the world. And one thing that has I didn't expect when I first started watching this show, Royals really kind of becoming unlikable. Yeah, he <laughs> to be perfectly he, he honest. Does. And of course, what do you do when you're in the, the the wild west? You grab every gun you have to go find them. That's right. And it really is. Right. I saw someone else say this in somewhere somewhere else I was reading about. Like I, I think I was on Twitter. And I, every once in a while, I go to Twitter, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Did you watch No Country for Old Men?" Yes, I did. Oh yeah, I'm glad this, you mentioned this. This had some because... vibes about that because he had the same like shotgun, and like there's like a shootout. I was like, "Oh man, this is like him in No Country for Old Men." Well, heck, when when at the beginning of episode eight. I thought we were watching him yeah. because when they had that flashback, yeah. he looked just like he did mm-hmm. in No Country for yes, Old Men. Sure like, yeah. It's like I was like, did I change to a different movie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because he looked so much like that, like it, it like was like striking. He was like, oh gosh, he yeah. looks like you did in No when Country for Old Men. When he grabbed the sh- the sh- uh, shot, or I guess it was a rifle, I put it over his shoulder. And went, I was like, mm-hmm. oh man, they've they've got No Country for Old Men going here. So yeah, so he he went for revenge, and boy, did they get in a shootout. Yes, they did. Uh, they got into a shootout in the middle of the street. And this is all happening while, because we, we, we don't need to gloss over this, because Rhett is starting to feel incredibly isolated from his family because they're all dealing at this point, because they're dealing with Perry being gone. They're dealing with all this going on. When he is out taking his, doing his bull ride, he, for the first ride that we see, well, actually, the first ride we hear, we hear that he does really well because we're actually listening radio, to it yeah. as on the radio as Royal is going to the arena or whatever you want to call it. I'm not exactly sure what you call that. I guess it's yeah, arena. I think it's arena. Uh, while he's going there, we hear him and he, and he does really well. On his second ride, he looks into the crowd. He sees his family there. Was Royal actually there by that time? I don't remember. Royal, I think so. But him and Royal get into it at some point. Yeah, they got into it before he wrote. Yeah, yeah, Because right. as, as he got there, he got into it before he wrote because Royal wanted to basically tell Rhett everything. Yeah. He wanted to tell him everything that was going on. He wanted to kind of clear his conscience because he didn't know if he'd ever see his son again. You know, a really powerful scene yes, between the really two was. of those. But when, but right, but obviously right before that happens, getting all this information, it, it affects his ride because he doesn't do well. He yeah. he has a disastrous ride. I assume it was because they gave yeah. him a low score. I yeah, couldn't yeah. tell you anything about bull riding, but uh, so he gets a low score. 
but the second, the, the, the last ride that he takes, he looks out into the crowd, and at this time, Amy has gone because she has wandered off, and Cecilia can't find her, so Cecilia is freaking out, and when he looks out, he doesn't see his family there, but it seems to make him perform better because he has his best ride of the night. He ends up in first place. He wins. And so, and this just kind of goes to further illustrate the fact that he is starting to get more and more isolated from his family. And he goes to Maria once the ride is over and says, I'm done. We're leaving town. I- I'm getting out of here. And which, like I said, so I'll be interested where yeah. they take his character in season two, assuming they get, they get one. Try to think they I will. Think, but I so Yeah, I was going to mention several things about Rhett. First thing, that was the first time at the end when he won and he saw Maria, he actually looked happy. Yeah, it was. Because mm-hmm. he has not looked, he's looked happy a couple of times with Maria, but for the most part when he's with his family and stuff, he doesn't look happy. Also, right, he doesn't. I noticed that he was barely, I think he was in one scene in, in the episode before that. And I and I thought mm-hmm. to myself, like, man, they really, we kind of really miss Lewis Pullman and I'm surprised. But then I realized he had a huge part in, in, yeah, in this did. one. And like you said, the scene with him and Royal was so good. And like, he's just like, you're telling me this now, right before I have this right. huge ride? And then Bull Rod, man. Uh, I don't, I, I had read that Lewis Pullman, it, it appears his dad had a ranch in Montana, mm. and I think maybe he even went to college. There's something about he has spent a lot of time in the West. I don't even wonder right. if he's riding these things because he looked like he was. I have to give him credit. Yeah, he For does. An actor, he's pulling off, and like the rope thing, it looked mm-hmm. it looks so painful. Like when you're when you're when you first grab the rope and put your hand down to, mm-hmm. to get your uh, grip or whatever, I was like, right. ow, I could never be a bull rider. My hands that I work inside are horrible. I, I would be like, <laughs> I would start crying and quit right there. Right. But like, like the way he pulled it down and then just hold it onto it. And then the scene where, like after that, he, his shoulder, it legitimately looked like he got his shoulder put back in. Yeah, and I it was did. like, ow. <laughs> And you know, right. just uh, just showing. I, I honestly thought he might die uh, at that scene because right. when his shoulder wasn't working, I was like, "This bull is about to take him out." You know, and but yeah. of course he wins and doesn't unbelievable. But I gotta give Lewis Pullman; he pulls off as a cowboy and as a rodeo star. Because yeah, like, he does. I watch Yellowstone. Some of those guys don't look as good as he does. <laughs> yeah, it was interesting the way that. They played that out because, like I said, I, kinda, I was kind of like, yeah, I didn't really know where they were going with that bull ride, especially after he'd hurt his shoulder and he was going into this thing injured and you got the other cowboy telling him, you know, you, you can't ride in this in this condition. Like I said, I thought one or two things was about to happen. Either he was going to he was going to get killed or he's going to do what he did. He's going to pull off the ride of his life. Yeah. It was going to be one or the yeah. other. And he, they obviously went with the second one. But I think also what you mentioned earlier about how, you know, you didn't see much of, of Rhett in episode seven, but you saw – there was this huge storyline for him in episode eight. I think they were really giving Perry yeah, episode really seven were, yeah. and they were giving Rhett episode eight yeah. to really play out their characters and leave us not really, and kind of leave us things that they can explore in season two. That's, yeah. that's kind of what I think they're and, doing and on I'm that. I'm going to bring them off in the awards, man. They nailed it. Getting those two as the brothers. Like, yeah, they really they did. Talked about, they look like brothers, man. They're just tough looking guys, mm-hmm. you know, Incredible actors, man. Bravo to the casting people. Yeah, they, they did a really good job with them. All right, so when 
Royal gets the, the call from, from Autumn at the rodeo. That's the reason he ends up leaving. He goes to meet them on whatever street it was. I don't I don't remember. But it's, and it's not important. But he, he he pulls up on Autumn, and Autumn goes, yeehaw! Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. And, like, this shootout, this incredible shootout yeah. takes place in the streets between Well, Billy they were Autumn downtown and, to start with. Yeah, that's probably one that I guess because everybody's at the rodeo. Yeah. Like, surely somebody's here in this, but nobody appears to appears out of anywhere to to stop this. So that was one of the more interesting aspects. But it leads to this to this shootout between the the three of them, Autumn and Billy against against Royal. Uh, he ends up chasing them, and it leads to Autumn and Billy's truck getting thrown off the side of the road, taking this huge wreck, and it looks like Billy's dead. Yeah. And Autumn and Royal basically have this kind of small little, I don't know, uh, I guess confrontation, yeah, I guess. Yeah. And that's when he realizes, oh, this is my, this isn't, this isn't Autumn. This is Amy. This is my granddaughter. And I don't know if she knows. Yeah. Do you, I, I, mean, I don't know. That, that, that's, that is such a great question I, that I, I'm dying to find out. And I, they're not going to tell us uh, until, you know, we get a season two. I want to mention, too, I, I enjoyed the shootout because, one, they were missing each other. Because how yes, many times are. have we seen a shootout like this where they're hitting each other and stuff? Like, right. they're driving all over the street. No one's hitting each other. Because how hard right. would it be to be sticking oh, your head be out of the window and shooting and stuff? Right. Like, they're screwing up. So I was like, thank you for having a show where no one could hit a damn thing when they're driving. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's the way it should have yeah. been. So it, it was good that they decided to go down that route with that shootout. So I was, yeah, that was a, something, a you know, smart decision yeah. on their part. Uh, right. Well, let's go and talk about Sheriff Joy because Sheriff Joy yeah. has, in these two episodes, she has made her arrest. She's obviously done what she's supposed to, but she knows that at least one or two other members of the family had something to do with this, but she's got to be able to prove it. And this is what she's trying to go about doing. She's trying to get some type of evidence to prove that either rhett or royal or somebody else had something to do with this murder that they helped cover it up or something along those lines because none of it stacks up none of it makes sense that it was just perry who dragged that body up to the mountain which isn't what he did uh, but so we know why but but she doesn't and so she's trying to figure this stuff out she doesn't have a lot to do in this ep- in these two episodes until the end of episode eight so she goes out to frank's and poor Frank, he's dead because of the of the buffalo. And he's, and he, and he's, Frank has been harassing her to come look at the mastodon. It's all right. We hear about the mastodon from that. I guess the city councilman. I yeah. guess is who it was. Uh, so we hear about the mastodon again. Did you did you expect to see a mastodon in this episode? No, no. I, I was kind of wondering because when they started when you started hearing the buffalo before you saw them, it was like, are they really about to put a mastodon <laughs> in front of us? <laughs> And no, they did. They just put a huge stampeding herd of buffalo in there. So, like I said, I'm kind of glad they didn't do the mastodon. But I kind of would have been kind of interesting to see a mastodon. But, but nevertheless, uh, so she goes out to Frank's, and now I will say this: Let's talk about our our mystery buffalo because our mystery buffalo did show up again. Mm -hmm. Uh, Was it? I think it was in episode seven. Autumn had pulled out the arrow previously. Now Royal pulls out the second one. 
so I don't know if there's anything that's that's supposed to mean, mean anything about that. I don't know if that's supposed to mean anything, but I think it's pretty clear now that we know where that, that Buffalo is coming from, but I don't know why it keeps showing up when it shows yeah, up, if that yeah, makes any sense. Yeah, we, yeah. So, so, so Joy goes out to Frank's, uh, obviously she can't find him. She doesn't know where he is, but she sees the symbol that looks like kind of like the Abbott, yep. the Abbott family, uh, brand. And it leads to this, she sees the mineral that we now know it's a mineral because we read that interview, but the mineral on the ground, and it seems to be in a trail and she follows it and she ends up going to into the past. I don't know how this takes her to the past because she didn't like, and this is another issue. This is another rule I meant to bring up. How is she going into the past? Cause it's obvious she goes to a past where uh, I guess she's Cherokee. Yeah. And, and she's seeing her Cherokee ancestors with these Buffalo and they're hunting them as the, they're stampeding by. But I don't know how she actually gets to the past because she doesn't, she doesn't like get inside of it or doesn't get on her or anything like it does for everybody else. So why is this taking her to the past? That's that was another that, issue I had. Yeah, with. I, I get that one because that's so different than anything else we've seen. And here she is dealing with, you know, and obviously she's having issues because she is a Native American and she's having to, right. you know, kiss up to white people and really act exactly. like she isn't one. So I guess this is her coming face to face with her past and having to with do, her past, having right. to deal with it, which uh, I know was a metaphor or whatever you want to. Oh yeah, yeah. So, but uh, yeah, I could see that was confusing. You're like, okay, is this going to happen to anyone else? Right. And then it leads to Luke, who after he has been shown the void, uh, he has been shown the void. Billy's taking him out there, and once. And later on, Billy reveals to him because Luke wants to go wants to go get the land and get go to that void again. I don't remember exactly what the conversation was. It was after Wayne he tried to kill Wayne, and Billy reveals to him. He says it's gone. Obviously, Billy is again. He didn't see that void disappear. He just knows it somehow or another. So Billy is going into the land of of autumn and just doing things, revealing things, and we don't know how he's doing it. But he he reveals to Luke that the void's gone it closed up and luke's not having no. it so so he goes and he does these huge holes and like i said when i first saw this my first initial instinct was all right billy this isn't luke this isn't the way this works and in these in this sci-fi stuff you don't just go dig up a hole that's teleporting people somewhere but apparently you can and here's what i think is they're going after reading that article you sent me and actually i kind of started to think about this later on the scene at the end of episode two where all the mining equipment is, I think what's going to happen is BY9 Corporation, at some point in the future, whenever it is, when after Royal has died, the land is going to get sold to them for them to mine yeah. this mineral. Think, that I, seems to be the... I think you're right. I, I, I was yeah, thinking see, the same thing. It seems to be the direction they're going. Now, they could throw me for a complete and total loop and not go that yeah. direction. They actually are mining for something else besides the, yeah. the mineral. But that seems to be what the case is. And that kind of takes me back to the, you know, that scene that we got at the end of episode two seems to be where everything is going to build toward. And we're somehow going to get to that to at some point that explains what's going on there and how that's going to be something important. Cause I, like I said, I don't know how Royal jumps in. He goes to this time in the future where he is 
been dead for two years, he shows up, and then he still somehow manages to get back to his current time. Yeah. So, like I said, I don't know how all that works, I, 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 and that's going to be. But I think that's what we're going to be building towards whenever this show does come to end, whether it's season two, season three, whatever it may be. So, I think that's what we're building towards. But the, we got some pretty big reveals. We got the autumn reveal. We got the royal reveal. Uh, you, because you had mentioned the autumn thing. Back yeah, couple, when we first discussed uh, I, I, I this, I think it was two episodes ago on the podcast. Yeah, yeah I think that's right. I think I think that's right. So it, that paid off. They apparently that had been a kind of a rumor that had been going around. So I'll be interested to see what they do with this show in episode two because season two. Yeah, I'm sorry, season two. Thank you. Because they do need to. They they, they do need to to establish a little bit of direction with this void. And yeah. it's obviously the most important aspect of the show. It seems to be the thing that's driving everybody, whether it's Autumn, whether it's Royal, whether it's the Tillersons, whoever it may be, it's the thing that's driving everybody. So I want to see what they're going to do with it and how they kind of explain. Cause I think Royal seems to have some idea of how to manipulate this thing. I think you may be right, but I'm not a hundred percent certain because I don't see how he gets back to his current time without at least knowing something about how to manipulate it. Yeah. Yeah. And you're absolutely right. They, they've left all these void questions. Like we need to know some explanation of what Royal, you know, actually knows, but you know, you could see this common because th they're trying to set up a season two and to give you like, we can't leave it. You know, like, like as creators, right. you really want to leave the audience with these questions, you know, right. not like they would a answer them all and, you know, the next season yeah. or whatever, but you know, th they were of course going to leave some questions so that, but, yeah. um, I definitely think we, it would be good to kind of learn more and pretty quickly, uh, you know, yeah. One thing I forgot I wanted to go ahead and talk about, let's talk about Lily, uh, oh, Lily Taylor's Celia's character. Incredible. Be another bear sighting yes. is in this in this episode she has another run in with the bear obviously the first run in she had with the bear the bear was already dead but this time a bear this wanders is up. Mama this is the third or Papa. bear we've seen this is mama or Papa yeah. coming after and she ends up shooting this bear and this time she actually buries the yeah. bear but like i said there's got to be something about I bears agree. i mean i don't know what it is but there's got to be something about bears in this show because we had the bear that talked to that telepathically communicated with all of them we had the bear that just kind of died in their yard and now we have this bear that that just wand that just wanders up on cecilia and starts to attack her and she ends up surviving uh as a result but nevertheless like i said she has an interesting argument at the end of it you know she's just Broken hearted because she's lost Perry because she doesn't know where he is. She Rhett, she, she I don't even know if she realizes that Rhett's getting ready no, to, to, no to bolt town. And now she thinks Amy is gone. And you know, when Royal walks in and she kicks over the, the table, you know, just really powerful stuff from her. And then we end with a rattling cry. I, <laughs> I was like, okay, that's why it ended. Yeah, that is such a uh like an independent movie that doesn't give you answers or Christopher Nolan also like yeah. where you have uh, like just some cliche of like just some weird thing. And like, like you said, the crock pot and he looks over and it's over. I was like, okay, we're going there. All right. I, I can yeah, buy it. We are. But she had a spectacular scene where she had that breakdown at the rodeo with the cop when she was looking mm -hmm. for Amy. She did. I mean, that's why you get L Lily Taylor for this role. 
yeah, just because she can pull that off and just you know god doesn't exist nothing exists just wow that that was powerful and to see this woman of faith to to be to just get beaten down that much where you know she ends up saying god doesn't exist like that right. and just so distraught about how her family is over and right kind of seems like it might be because i don't i don't know if amy ever comes back so that was uh you know uh just just incredible man lily taylor what can you say okay speaking of amy we need to talk about this because all of a sudden out of nowhere rebecca shows up at the rodeo and this is what leads to to cecilia being so distraught because it's apparent that that she left the family and it's apparent that she felt like she had to leave so, and that's another mystery that they have opened up. And well, Perry, we Perry got, did mention that they fought a lot, that she wanted to leave. Right. Mm-hmm. But like, right, but that maybe she, she has done something else for sure. Yeah, I think there's something more to it than just yeah. them fighting. I think I think that's that's pretty, because to, to abandon your daughter the way that she apparently did, it's not going, it's it's going to be something bigger than just fights, I think. So, when, we, when that scene happened, she's in the shadows. And right, Amy says, "Mom," and I was like, "Oh God, that's Autumn hiding," because they got right. Royal to leave. Right, and I, I'm sure I'm not the only one. I thought, oh, uh, I thought, yeah, I thought it I too. Thought, yes, oh, but, uh, Autumn's about to grab Amy and do something bad. But that that was that was a very good suspenseful scene, and especially the way they played that out. Yeah, so I'll be interested where there where that's going. If you know this leads to whatever. Autumn, what makes Autumn end up hating Royal? And so I don't know. Like I said, I'll be interested to see how all that plays out. So, all right. So, uh, is that, did we cover everything? Yeah, we, we really did, <laughs> man. And I feel like we could talk for two more hours. Well, true. We probably could. Yeah, so. What a show. All right. Yeah. It, like I said, it's, it's, it's a mind blowing show. And I'll, uh, I, I feel confident we'll get a second I season. Um, and we'll talk more about that in just a second. But um, let's go ahead and do some season awards. That sound good? Yes, sir. All right, so if you are new to our show, and we what we do at the end of a season or at the end of a series, whatever it may be, we give out six awards on our show. Uh, they are all based on the six characters of Friends, so that's Rachel, Joey, Chandler, Phoebe, Monica, and Ross. We are going to start with the Rachel that is the star of the show, the person who sh- who had who shined the most throughout the course of the season. Who are you giving the Rachel to for I you? I mean, it's got to be Josh Brolin. Yeah, it this, does. This show doesn't happen without him signing on to begin with. Right. And then he, he delivered the goods, man. He's got it. This is why I've been wanting Josh Brolin in a Stravid show. This, <laughs> this kind of stuff is made for him. Right. You know? Yeah. It, it's Josh Brolin. He's Royal uh, as Royal. I'll, I'll be, one thing I haven't talked about, I keep wondering is his name is Royal. I wonder that always makes me, that's a weird name for a person. Royal. Yeah. I mean, so I'm wondering if that's going to, if that's going to mean something later mm-hmm. on this show, because it feels like some, everything has meaning or has purpose. Yeah. And that just, I've always kind of wondered yeah. about that, but yeah, Josh Brolin, he's, he did a lot of the heavy lifting in the first two episodes. He didn't have to do quite as much, but it's still his show for, uh, it's still very much his, his show. And his presence he is, is on every scene. Yeah, it really is. So uh, it has, he has to get the star of the show, which is the race. And I want to mention one thing. Next. Thank Josh. All the smoking and drinking whiskey you've done, I appreciate <laughs> it. Your voice is in masterful point right now. This yes, show, yes. Thank you, thank you, Josh. 
All right, so next is the Joey, the character who you just loved. Wasn't the show the star of the show, but a character you just loved anyway. Who is your Joey? This I'm gonna, I'm going to have some codes on some of these because this is a really strong cast. I mentioned earlier, and I wanted to make sure right. I tried to get everybody. I went with Tom Pelfrey and Lewis Pullman here. I thought both of them they were equal on the brothers. Incredible mm-hmm. actors. Their performances were just stellar. I, I went with them. I was happy every time I saw both of them. I went with, I did more than the co. I went with the entire rest of the Abbott family. Cecilia, Amy, and the brothers. Uh, Just because I I love this entire family. Uh, They are... They are so messed up, but they are so, yeah. but they love each other so much and they have a, they are passionate about their love for their family. And it sometimes spills over into like near death yeah. violence, <laughs> but, uh, I just love the family and asking me to pick one of them or just two of them as the Joey. I, I can't you know do something giving it to I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to add Lily Taylor because I actually thought about Lily Taylor for Rachel, but Josh Brolin. He's the reason the show gets made. He's the reason people. Yeah. So I think he's got to be the Rachel. But I'm with you. She should be the Joey because every scene, all three of them, anytime they showed up, I was like excited. Yes, absolutely. All right. The Chandler, the, the person who made you laugh the most in this show. So who was the Chandler for you for the first season of Outer Range? I have a feeling we're going to have some of the same people in this one. I had no read and Will Patton because they, they delivered the laughs, both of them. Yeah, I just went with Will Patton as Wayne. Yeah. Uh, I didn't put Billy in here, but I went with Will Patton as Wayne because he. I, I don't get. I mean, the Chandler and the Phoebe. That was yeah. like, all right, who are we going to put where? Uh, because they're they're they all kind of fall into the same they category do. in this one. But yeah, he was just absolutely funny. Look, Billy is too. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of things that just make you laugh when you, when you're watching Billy. Wayne, I think, had the biggest like, just like. I don't know, mind blowing last because like, I didn't know where he was going, what he was coming from. And Billy for the most part didn't either, but you know, at least we, Wayne seemed to, I guess because we saw his first more than we saw Billy's. Yeah. That's what made me go well, with him. I had so. Billy because anytime he's saying and just an odd, say like a funeral or, or mm. just, or just walking <laughs> into a bank, I usually laughed because I thought it was hilarious. Right. So that's why, that's why I did it. But, you can't go wrong with it either. They brought the laughs. Right. All right, next is the Phoebe. That is the oddball of the show, the one who you can't really understand, and there's some there's some candidates for this one, so who'd you go with? <laughs> I, I went with Imogen Poots as, as Autumn. I mean... Yeah, I was. I thought about her. I, I didn't go with her, but go ahead and explain more why you I go mean, with her. You know, you talked about this. I can't remember uh, what, who it was. They were like, she's the most Phoebe-like of any character. Uh yeah. Uh, who was it? Who, which show were we cover? Oh, that was, uh, that was Moon Knight episode oh, the, of Tall Rat, Tall Rat, the yeah, hippo. Yeah. Uh, no. Another person. This is young Phoebe Buffet. This is yeah. Cowboy Phoebe Buffet. <laughs> Cowboy Phoebe Buffet. I yeah. like that. So, I, I like that, that a lot. That's, that's why I picked her. All right, I end up going with Noah Reed as Billy um, because I mean we talked much as much about him. I mean the 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 singing at the funeral, the breaking out into save the best for last in the bank, the weird kisses between him and Autumn. I mean there, there's a lot of reasons why he is just the oddball because he he's quite quite the oddball to say the least. Yes, so, yes he is. Uh, so I'll with him. All right, the Monica. The Monica is a person who is not necessarily. The, the most important person or the the biggest star but there's somebody who plays a vital role to the show so who was your monica so this is where i went with uh is it tam tamra 
Tamara P- Podemski as Sheriff as George. Sheriff George. Because as we talked about, she had a small role in the first two episodes, but then she became a big part as much as anybody else, you know, and she was right. really good. I, I really enjoyed her parts. That's why I had her as the Monica. Okay, this is where I went with Imogen Poots because as much as this show doesn't get made without Josh Brolin, as much as the show depends on him, the driving force for him is Autumn uh, because everything that he is doing, especially in the last half of the season, is all directed towards Autumn. And that's the reason why I, I chose her as the Monica's because the way that... Everything that she is doing, the way that she is is playing the puppeteer like we talked about with Perry, the way that she is just gotten under the skin of Royal, it's driving everything into the show. That's the reason I end up going with her as my Monica. Yeah, I, I don't think you can go wrong with that one either. All right, the Ross. I think we'll probably be the same on this one, but I could be wrong. Uh, the Ross is the person you like the least. So who? And it could be for two different reasons. It could be because the person didn't do a really good job as the actor. Uh, the actor didn't do a really good job as the character. Excuse me. Or it could be the fact that this is just supposed to be an unlikable character, and they did a good job of that. So what is your Ross? I went with Sean Cypress as Luke Tillerson, and so did and I. I think the actor's doing a good job of just being very unlikable. Yes, he is. He's doing a great job. So We didn't talk about this, and let's go ahead and talk about it real quick since we're talking about Luke. At the end of Episode 8, he he digs up that hole and discovers basically like he can, you can mine this, this void. And when he does, the buffalo come running out of the void. But, I mean, it, it appears to me like he would have to die in that instance. But... He's obviously in the future where he ends up shooting Royal in the leg because that's so. I, I don't really know what uh, what's all is going on there because I mean, like, I don't know how you how he survives that hole with buffalo with hundreds and hundreds yeah. and hundreds of buffalo coming come pouring out of that's, it. That's another great question because I'm with you because I thought, oh, he's about to get crushed. Yeah, I, I thought I thought that was about to be the case, but we don't see it, we don't know, so I, I don't know what's happened yeah. to him. All right, so we have to rate our the first season. We're going to come to our final rating for season one of Outer Range. At the top of our rating is the Game of Thrones. That if you are the best of the best, one of the best uh, towards the top of our favorites, you get a Game of Thrones. Right beneath that is a Lost. Underneath Lost in the middle of the road is a Friends. Uh, right below Friends is Full House. And at the bottom of our rating system is Baywatch, which means only if you're desperate. Where does season one finish for you on our rating system? To me, this is Game of Thrones. I was excited for every episode. I was looking forward to it. At the end, I want season two tomorrow. And to me, yeah. when when you have a show like this that you're looking forward to, that's acted, and the acting, extreme, just right. top to bottom. And when you're dying for season two, to me, that's Game of Thrones. Now, granted... Season, we talked about this with Severance and Yellow Jackets. I don't know where this is going to be on season two. I could right. easily see it going down. If I'm thinking about Westworld, Westworld may have been a full house, you know, yeah. a, a, a season two. two. So it'll be interesting to see because you, you can go wrong on this. Uh, I don't see it going that wrong because the acting is so strong in this. Yeah. And, 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 and they make it compelling enough. But who knows? You can really screw it up. But to me, this is Game of Thrones. 
so I had bumped it up to a, a Game of Thrones at the end of episode six. I'm bumping it back down to a lost because of my frustration that I had mentioned earlier in the show. Because the void is, it's just a point of frustration with me because I don't understand what they're doing with it. Like I said, I think they have a plan. I think they kind of know what they're doing. But like I said, it's it's just that frustration that I have with it for the most part is what's keeping me from uh, leaving it as Game of Thrones. I, I thought at the end of episode one, we'd have at least a little bit more established and we have nothing established about how the void works. Yeah. And that is a frustration for me. But like I said, Lost is still good though. I mean, it it, it resembles Lost yeah, in yeah. a lot of ways. So, uh, so I think it's kind of appropriate that I'm giving it a Lost for season one. But uh, look, it could easily go back up to a Game of Thrones if they do season two, right? But it's like you said, they could they could go down real, real quick. If, if they continue to just be completely random with how the void works if they don't really if they just keep spinning too many mysteries without giving us a, a few crumbs here and there then it could it could become much worse than that but like i said right now I, i'm at a loss it's a good strong solid yeah. loss well i'll, but, give, I'll uh, give you another example of a show like that uh true detective first oh, yeah. season mm-hmm. all time like mm-hmm. but the second season not as good like right you could probably get some people would say potentially Baywatch, but then they came right. back for a third season and it was awesome. It was not as it's hard to top that first season with with Woody right. and Matthew McConaughey, but love the sec, the last season how Mahershala Ali is and Stephen Dorff and they were right. awesome. So this that's one of the ones, man. You, you can you can fluctuate. You got to be careful. No, you can, and especially these shows that have all the mystery. Yeah, you, you really can. So, and honestly, the show that they've been uh, lost is the show that everybody is trying to figure yeah. out a way to recreate. And a lot of shows have tried. And they they have it sometimes been successful. It's, they haven't really been able to get that same intensity for uh, that. Get that same fan intensity that that Lost ever generates. So, I'll be uh, this show could. I'll be interested to see what it continues to do as it goes into season two, which I think they will get. And we'll talk more about that in a but second. Let me mention one more thing about Lost. We didn't have any other options. No, time. and that and that's why yeah. I think it was a phenomenon. There was nothing like it on network. There really was no, nothing not. like it in cable, and that was pre-streaming. And like right. at that point, only FX was starting was starting to make good shows. Like, yeah. if you had HBO, they had a couple, but nothing with the mystery and stuff like that. So, Lost hit at the perfect time. Yeah, I never saw Twin Peaks, but whatever we'll understand is was, Twin yeah. Peaks is kind of along those yeah, same lines. And I didn't watch Twin Peaks. I was that was, we were in high school or teenagers. So yeah, that was, uh, it would it would have been too much for me. Yeah, that's one of those shows I want to go back and watch, but I just never have. All right, so those are our ratings. Now uh, let's get on to we do try to recommend some things to our listeners every time we record an early week episode. Do you have any recommendations? This yeah, week? Uh, I've been watching Winning Time, and the finale is tonight. We're recording this on Sunday, May the eighth. And I'm really looking forward to it. It's been a fun show. Uh, it's the acting is just great. John C. Riley leading things and all the the story of the Lakers, the, the how the dynasty mm-hmm. starts. So it's it's a fun ride and, and well worth watching. So I'm looking forward to that. And then last night, uh, Dodgeball happened to come on. I did it, and I watched it, and I have I, love I have not laughed that hard. In a oh, while, gosh, I love it that is movie. so good. I don't. It I don't, is. It is. So I don't good. know how Gary Cole, the announcer, and the how he hasn't been used as another announcer. 
Like I know. what he's doing great. as the announcer is just incredible. Just the stuff he does and how he's deadpan and man. And we get the great Jason Bateman. Yes. That's a bold strategy. Yes. Jason, <laughs> Jason Bateman all is just just so funny. Fitz Fall, man. He was Please, people, give him R-rated comedy. Give him a streaming show where he can get back to being Vince Ball. He kind of did that. Did you watch that movie Freaky he's in? Mm, okay, you should watch it. I'm going to recommend that. That's going to be my third recommendation. He's in a movie. It came out at the pandemic. So it's like a Freaky Friday thing, but it's a horror movie. And okay. he is a serial killer, and he changes, play, changes bodies with a teenage girl. And Interesting. Just think about Vince Vaughn being funny as a yeah. girl. It's really <laughs> yeah, that could be something. And it's like it's like uh, it's kind of like Scream. It's not really that scary, and, and there's some slasher, right. but it's it right, is yeah. great. I recommend Freaky. I think it's on HBO Max. Well worth watching. All right, so I haven't had a whole lot of opportunities to watch a whole lot this week. We've been doing state testing with that going on with Mother's Day and with my son's golf schedule. I haven't had a whole lot of time to watch anything. I did manage to squeeze in the first episode. If you're a Star Trek fan, I would really recommend going and watching Strange New Worlds. Uh, it is a new Star Trek franchise that I, I have to go back and look at it. I, it's very adjacent to like the original series. Uh, but it's got a guy we're going to talk about a little bit in the next episode of the podcast record. Anson Mount is the is the lead in it. Uh, we'll talk about him. We talked about Doctor Strange, uh, but he's in it. Really good show. If you like Star Trek, I would highly, highly, highly recommend it. It is one of the best. The the first episode that I saw, it is one of the best things that Star Trek has done in years, and and I, I really enjoyed it. I've I like I've loved their new recent new movies, but in terms of television, it's one of the best things they do. I, I haven't finished Picard. I like Picard, but I think I'm gonna like this a lot more than I even liked it. So. I was gonna mention. I saw several people mention. Anson Mount has the best hair on TV since Timothy Oliphant <laughs> earlier in the season of... Uh, I've heard people talk about yeah, his hair. Yeah, but <laughs> I, both their hair. I haven't so, heard about that yeah. specifically, but I've heard about his yeah, hair. They, thought, and they thought it was the best hair since Oliphant was in uh, Bubba Fett. Yeah, it, it, it's it's quite it's quite the sight to behold yeah. in the show. So uh, I'll be interested to uh, see what else they do with it because it's, it's it's a fun show. Like I said, it's just the first episode. I'll see. I'll, I, I, it could obviously go in a number of directions, but the first episode was really good, so... All right, I think that's going to do it. So unless you have anything else, we'll wrap it up. You got anything else? I want to tell everybody thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you next time. Oh, one real quick. Uh, we are going to do one more episode on outer on outer range so if you're listening to this and you've been following along with our outer range podcast we are going to do one more we are the, of the firm belief that this is going to get a second season so next week when we record we are going to do kind of a prediction a you know what do we want to see in season two uh something along those lines is what we're going to be doing so we'll, we're going to do one more outer range uh episode next week and outside of that, uh, we'll, uh, once we get done with it, we'll put a wrap on out of range until we hopefully get season two, which I like I said, I think we will. So, all right, guys, we appreciate you guys listening. And as always, until next time, may all of your entertainment dreams come true.